Well, we are in a series that we've called My Peace. We're in part six, session six. Let's go ahead and put up John 14, 27 on the screen, and we'll look at that. It says, Peace, this is Jesus speaking. He said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said his peace he would give to us. We're his disciples. He's speaking to his disciples. We're his disciples through the word that has gone before. Those disciples passed it down. We have the written account. Thank God we do. You know, technology has changed over the years. This was a huge technology change when the printing press came about. That was huge. And that was hundreds of years ago, but it wasn't, they couldn't just have, it wasn't easy to have a written copy of the Word. I mean, it had to be literally written and copied. That was a different thing. And so you think to have a copy was a big deal. Somebody had to go through and literally copy it so that somebody could have now a copy of that book. So now we're in this technology age. Now we are just in the last few decades and even the last few years where now you can have immediately access to as many translations as you want. There's no problem with duplication. There's no problem with getting your hands on something. I mean, you know, figuratively, we can see whatever we want to see like that. And that's unprecedented. It's different, but the word is still the same. It just is so accessible now. But the word is still the same. And God's word is eternal, and it is what that we're going to, uh, it is the truth that we're going to live life uh, in the right way. There is nothing that can take the place of God's word. There are so many ideas now that are accessible, but God's word is the truth. Any truth, anything that has any part that's right is based on the word of God somewhere. In other words, there is no truth apart from the Word of God. Nobody has come up with anything that is apart from His Word. When Jesus is saying here then, My peace I give to you, not as the world gives to do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. These are eternal truths. And as we become aware of them, as we may, uh, get them into our understanding and our mind and put them into practice, they change our lives. And we've been... Um, focusing on peace, his peace. And we read this earlier, but I'll read it here, and then we'll go on. It says, uh, uh, peace is a state of rest, quietness, calmness, an absence of strife, tranquility. It denotes a perfect well-being. It includes harmonious relationships between God and men, men and men, nations, and family, families. So Jesus told us he's giving us his peace. He said to let not let your hearts be troubled. We focused last week on the fact that it's not trying real hard to not let your heart be troubled. The way our heart is not going to be troubled and the way we're actually going to live in his peace is by changing the way we actually view any situation. So it's not, sometimes, you know, we hear a teaching, we hear the word, we hear some truth, and a tendency can be, especially in some of the circles we've come out of and, you know, uh, 
where you get a hold of the word, which is excellent and good. But if we're not careful, we can look at it like a lever to pull. Well, okay, I have to do that, and then I get something. Well, I know I'm not supposed to be uh, anxious, and I'm supposed to be in peace, so let me try real hard to do that. And I'm in a situation, so I know I'm not supposed to be anxious. I'm going to try hard to be in peace. That's not, that's not what we're uh, talking about. That's not what the word is emphasizing. The way we're going to not let our heart be troubled is when we understand what Jesus has done for us, what he's given us, and how to look at a situation through his perspective. When we see the situation as he sees it, then peace will be there. The, the, the fight is to keep your perspective on or keep, yeah, keep your perspective in line with his. Because if we keep our perspective in line with his, then peace will be there. The, the peace starts dissipating when we start looking at the situation in a way that's not lined up with God. That's, that's the anxious. So it's not trying to, I don't want to be in peace, I, or I, I shouldn't be anxious. It's how does God see this? What is the truth? What do I need to focus on? What has he said? And, you know, you can, you can sit there or, or even lay there at night and thoughts are coming at you like a machine gun over and over and over. Has anybody, you know, experienced that where the thoughts are just coming like this? You can get in the circle where you are, you can try to get rid of them, but... If you're just combating the thought and trying to say, no, I'm not going to think that, no, I'm not going to think that, no, I'm not going to think that, you're still thinking about it. The way to get out of it is just to completely change the channel to what God is saying. So trying to, to combat this over here, trying to do it ourselves and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be anxious. I'm trying not to be anxious. No, I'm not. That's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. Another thought comes. No, I, I'm not going to let it. Jesus' name, and you start rebuking and binding, and you're just, you're all excited. And the more you do that, the worse it gets. But that's, when, when God, when Jesus is saying, let not your heart be troubled, we have a choice what we're looking at and what we're focusing on, which we've talked about before. But the more that we get our minds renewed to what he has said, the easier it will be to switch the mode back onto what he said. The, the, we, we covered it earlier. Our peace is going to follow what we focus on. It's staying on him. That's what's going to, when you're stayed on him, how could you be anything but peaceful? Because he is the God of the universe. He's all powerful. He has the answer to every financial question. He has the he answer to every relational question. He created our bodies. There is nothing he cannot fix. Uh, any job related question, you name it. If you're focusing on him, he has the answer and you're going to be at peace. But then we, we went into how are we going to be uh lined up with that perspective, how are we going to get there more easily? It's by changing our mind and essentially reprogramming our mind to think like he thinks. Because 
Even if we know I'm supposed to be focused on him and that's how I'm going to get peace, if all you're trying to do is just uh, combat the thoughts and you don't start seeing, wait a minute, God has already promised he would take care of me. God has already promised that if I'll follow him, he'll prosper me. The more we have those things in our mind, the easier it is just to flip back over and look to him. The, the less we let that in our mind, the easier it is just to stay in a corner and just go in circles over and over and over and just let those thoughts dominate us. So the key is we need to renew our mind to think like he thinks. And as we renew our mind, renew our mind, just change our thoughts, reprogram ourselves, take out the old and put in the new. As we put in the new, then the easier it's going to be to focus on his truth and to just change the channel over to what he's saying. What, what is the God channel saying? What is he say about this situation? We talked about it last week. If we... If we see our situation properly, and we use the example of a bunny rabbit, if you see your situation just as harmless as a little bunny sniffing around, and that's the way you actually see it, it's no threat. And there are situations in your life that could be very big deal to like, let's say your children. Your children may get excited about something because they don't understand. I'm talking about just a natural situation. They could get excited about a situation and think, wow, this is a big deal. And you're saying, no, this isn't any big deal because you know how to fix it. But to them, it's a big deal. Well, it's the same thing. If you look at your situation and you say, this, isn't, this is as harmless as a little bunny jumper. This is nothing. You are going to be at peace. If you look at it and think, this is a huge you know, big thing that's going to crush me, now you're, you're naturally not going to be at peace. What makes the difference with how you see it? It's where our perspective is. How, what's the lens we're looking through? Because if it's God's perspective, God is not threatened by anything. Anything that we're facing right now or have ever faced in our life and ever will face, God knows exactly how to make it completely peaceful, completely taken care of, completely uh, abundant, taken care of in abundance. He knows the way out, and there is nothing he is ever anxious about, period. So if we're looking at any situation through his eyes, the way he sees it, how do we know what that is? It's his word. If we're looking at the situation through his perspective, through his word, that's the key to being at peace. If we start looking through two situations through the perspective of the world, how many of you know that can get you in a frenzy whether there is any truth to it or not? Do you realize it can, somebody's opinion and somebody's perspective of the way they think, and if they're, it's not based on the Word of God, and even if they thought it was based on the Word of God, even if they said they were Christians, if they are saying something out of fear or maybe out of their background, and you listen to it, and you start looking at that situation through their perspective, you can get uptight when actually a little bit before, before you heard that perspective, you were fine. You know, there are Christians that for years, I mean, go back to the year 2000. It's 2019 now. 
There are people that thought the world was going to end in 2000. You know, the rollover, that we only had two digits in the dates. I mean, I'm a software engineer by, by training. And I understand, I mean, I was like, well, and I was working in embedded space. I was like, could this really, you know, mess everything? I guess I can see places where, you know, that, that lack of digit, I mean, that could slow it, stop everything. And people are, and they're still doing that today. There are certain segments that want to build bunkers and just, you know, just here's a thought. If you're the only person around with food and supplies, and there are mobs out there, I don't care what kind of ammo you have, I don't care how much you have, if the whole area is against you, you're not going to stand, you're still going to have to trust God. So at the end of the day, you're going to have to trust God. If you're the only person with food around and people find that out, it's not going to last long. So the strategy, and I'm not trying to make fun of people, I'm just saying sometimes, uh, you know, we have to look at the motivation behind things. I'm not saying don't be wise, don't walk in uh, practical wisdom, but where is our trust is the bottom line. And so you could, you could take somebody's information and they're looking at it, and they, they're saying they're coming from a, a Christian perspective, that they could say, but it actually is completely fear, and it's not trust in God, and if you take their perspective, now you're freaking out about something you didn't even know you had a problem an hour ago. But now, we've got to do this, we're behind, we have to do this, and then a decade later, we're, you know, 20 years later, we're in the same position where nothing happened. Well, if you took that position, you totally get out of peace, you're not looking at it, through God's perspective. Was God upset? Was, did, does God think, you know, everything's going to fall down at, at any one time? He knows already what's going to happen, and he's not upset about it. So we're talking about, we spent some time last week, and we're in the middle of talking about renewing our mind. Let's look over at um, Romans 12.2, which is where we left off last time. Romans 12.2. The battle is to keep our mind on his thoughts, to keep our mind uh, focused on his perspective, in line with his perspective. The, the more word we have that has come into our understanding, the more we've reprogrammed understanding to be in line with the way he his word and the way God sees things, the easier it is going to be for us to walk the way He wants us to walk. The more our minds are renewed, the easier it's going to be to walk in line with our hearts. Because our spirit is alive to God. That's how we commune with God. It's not through your mind. It's not through your uh, emotions. It's not through your, your physical being. But the more your mind is renewed to the Word of God, now it can side in with your spirit. The part of your mind that's not renewed to the Word of God, it's going to fight you. It's going to have thought. Your thoughts are going to be like, well, I don't understand. Well, that's the problem. You don't understand, but God does. And so we just need to shut our brain off where it would contradict the Word. Not shut our brain off everywhere. God's given us a brain. If you're going to cross the street, you should look both ways. Because there is no scripture that says, you can go across the street, not look both ways, and you're going to be okay. So if we don't, we're not basing it on the Word of God, we're just being stupid. 
But if there is a point where God has said in his word to do something, now natural wisdom could say, well, no, you're, uh, you, you know, to do such and such, but God's word or what he's told you is to do one thing. At that point, we got to take him. So our mind will fight us where it doesn't understand and isn't renewed to the word of God. The more word we get in us, the less we'll get fought and the more we'll walk in peace. Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, don't be conformed to this world. This world is acting a certain way. We need to be different. We ought to be different. We ought to look different. We ought to think different. How are we going to be different? It says right here, be transformed. What? How? By the renewing of your mind. How are we going to be different? Even in the natural, we need to think different. Even people that wouldn't even call themselves Christians know that you have to change what you think. Even people that aren't Christians will talk about you need to get rid of the negative thoughts. You need to get rid of thinking about yourself poorly because that will hinder you. Even in the natural, people talk about this. You need to stop the negative self-talk. Well, there's a truth there. Where'd it come from? It's the Bible. It's God. People have tapped into some of it. But if they're not basing it on the Lord Jesus, if they're not basing it ultimately on Him, it will fail. You can talk yourself and tell yourself how great you are, but that's not going to get you into heaven. That's not going to get you to walk in the fullness of God. That is reliance on your own strength, <coughs> which will fail. It says, be, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How are you going to walk in the will of God, the perfect will of God? He has a will for each of us. How are we going to tap into that? We're, we're, we need to look at our situations as he does, because when you look at your situation, you're going to make a decision on how you're going to act one way or another. So if you look at your situation and your mind is like the world, we're going to make a decision like the world. In other words, the world comes up against a situation, they process it a certain way, and they come out with answer A. I look, they look at the situation, they say, well, com computations in their mind, well, such and such, and I believe such and such, and so, so and so said this on the news, and I read this blog, and whatever, and so they say, therefore, A is the answer, and they go ahead. And if we are like the world, like people that would not be a believer, then we are going to come to that same situation. We're going to have the same set of criteria, the same set of analyses. We're going to say, well, so-and-so said this, and I saw this on the news and whatever, and come up with answer A. Same thing. Based on our processing, based on how our mind is seeing something. But if we go to that situation and are basing how we analyze and see it on the Word of God, now we're going to have God's thoughts on the situation. We're going to see how he sees. And now we'll come up with a different answer. We'll say, well, this looks like such and such, but God said this and he said this. Notice, where are we looking to get our input 
to how we're going to analyze the problem. Not so-and-so said it, not I read such and I'm not saying that's bad, but we have, to, we have to analyze in light of the Word of God. It should always come back to, well, so-and-so said this, but this is what God said. And God said this, and He said this, so that means this. And that answer might be completely contradictory to the answer that the world would get because they're not using the same criteria to make their decision. They're going by natural wisdom. They're going by natural understanding. They're going by unbelief. They're going by uh, godless ways of looking at things. And so even though God would have a plan and he would have a way, if we come to our circumstance and we say, yeah, but, and we start looking at the way the world is, he can't get us into his perfect will and what he has for us because our mind is not processing like he would have us to process. We're not looking to him, in other words. We would, so we could run up against a situation, and instead of being peaceful about that situation and looking to him and saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? We're running around in circles like the world, and we run around circles like this and then just go off in a random direction and miss what God would have for us. Why? Because of the way we're thinking. Because of how we're looking at it. Jesus said he gave us his peace. So we need to understand that how we look at the situation is going to determine how we react to the situation. We're going to go to Ephesians 4 in a minute, but before we go there, let's go back to John 16. I want to read that in light of what we have, um, what we're saying here. John 16, 33. See, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So this is a place where Jesus said, I've spoken these things to you that you would have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So he's saying, look, you're going to have this problem, but be of good cheer. I've overcome. You could stop and say, wait, I have this problem, and I don't see how I'm going to get past it and go down in flames. That's an option. But if we understand, Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm not speaking to this, speaking these things to you that you get all excited and act like the world. I'm telling you, there's going to be some challenges, but I'm telling you, I've overcome them. And so I'm telling you to be okay, to be of good cheer. Now, we either believe that, if we believe it, it's going to cause peace. If we don't believe it, and we, our minds are not renewed to it, then we'll look at the situation, we'll say there's tribulation, and we'll react just like the world. Our thought patterns will be just like the world. Something has got to change it. Otherwise, we're no different, guys. Just because we've heard something, if we don't let it actually change our thought process to where when we see, see all this information comes in through our senses, whether we see it, whether we hear it, whether we feel it, it comes in and we're processing the information. Now, as that information comes in, and it will come in through our mind, 
we have, we have some set of criteria that we're processing it with. If something does not intervene and change how we're processing that, our analysis is going to be the same as the world. Same as a natural man. And that means if it's a stressful situation, we will not be in peace. We will be stressed. Something has to get in the middle and our mind gets the same input from its sensors, from its eyes, from its ears, from the body or touch. You know, you feel it or taste it or smell it, whatever. But the, the information comes in, but something's got to get in the middle and we process it differently because we're basing it on different information. We see it, we hear it, it comes in, it may have five years ago, we'd be running for the hills, but now we say, wait a minute, Jesus said there's going to be tribulation, but he said he's overcome. And the Bible also says that greater is he who's in me than in the he that's in the world, than this situation. Wait, he's with me right now. Wait, he said he would give me his peace. He said right here that I've, I've spoken these things to you that you would have peace. He said that he's overcome the world. He, he is above all things. He has all strength, all power. So this situation is here. I see it. I hear it. I can read the reports of it. But I know God. And I know that he is with me. And I know that he is stronger than any situation that I see. And I am going to choose. This is where the let not your heart be troubled comes in. I'm going to choose to let that be the thing that I look to. Now, the more we have looked at what he said, the easier it's going to be to make that switch. Because our mind is already going to have this information and leaning toward his word. The more that we start putting in the fear and the doubt and we're filling our mind with that, when we go to process the situation, the last things that we are going to see are the things that we heard and, well, so-and-so said this and they said that and I just don't know and we're going to tend to react like everybody else re reacts. But the more we look at what Jesus said and what the Word says, then we're going to have the same processing come in, and then we can say, wait a minute. God said that I don't have a spirit of fear. I have a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. In 2 Timothy 1.7, wait a minute. God said, don't fear, for I'm with you. Wait a minute. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. And when those, pro when those inputs come in, we divert it over here, and we can still have peace right there. That's true peace then. See, we're not trying to get over here. We're saying, this is a higher truth than what my senses are telling me. I'm going to be okay. And that's peace. That's true peace. We're walking in peace the strongest when it could just be breaking out all around us and we understand that what he said is a higher truth. Ephesians 4.20. <clears throat> Ephesians 4.20, verse um, 
420, and then we'll read the next few verses. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard Him, and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit or the attitude of your mind, that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So we see uh, some concepts and actions here. It says, if you indeed have heard and been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man. So we need to do something with the old way of thinking, with the old way of acting. We need to put it off. We all, I mean, if you've, if you've walked in ways that aren't godly, all of us through our upbringing, through... Uh, just living in this life, have been contaminated to a degree by thinking that doesn't line up with the Word of God completely. In other words, nobody has a completely uh, 100% renewed mind. Nobody thinks exactly like God. That's not a bad confession. That's just truth that we don't see perfectly. We strive and we want to renew our mind, and the more we get the Word in, the more we're going to walk like God. But you're not, you're not going to reach a, a place in the next year and just say, that's it. I mean, I might be here for another 40 years, but I think exactly like God. I, really, I don't have anything to learn. I mean, because if you thought exactly like God, that's it. Nobody can teach you anything. We know that's not true. I think any of us could be stumped in a matter of seconds just getting with a bunch of humans. We just got a bunch of, not even experts, just people that have taken a few classes that you haven't taken. And put them here, they could stump you like this. We say, well, that doesn't count. Uh, there, we don't know all knowledge. Well, I know how to approach every situation. Well, that's not true either. Nobody is walking out 100%. And that... that that's not a bad confession. It's just stating that there are parts of our mind that we need to touch and make it line up with the Word of God, and that's a continual process. And that's okay. So as we identify something, we need to say, wait a minute, that's the way I used to do it. I might have done it 57 times or the you know, last 10 years, but wait a minute. I see that's not the way I ought to act in that situation. That's not looking at it like God looks at it. So I need to put that off. I need to put off the old man. I need to take it and say, you know what? I'm not doing it like that anymore. Now, that's going to take some effort. Because our flesh and our mind will get in ruts and your flesh wants to do. Those are called habits. But by the grace of God and the power of God, if we say, God, I'm going to do your word by your strength, with your help, you help me, and I, my, I set my will to do it your way. He will help us do it, and we can change. And in that area, we can be different. So in this area we're talking about, we're talking about renewing our mind and being at peace. The way to be at peace more and more is to think like Him, and we can just take an area and say, 
I'm not going to think like that. I will not think about this situation uh, in an anxious manner. That part, I will not look at that and freak out anymore. This area, I choose to cast this on God, and I choose to believe what he said. And by the grace of God, I'll do it, and I will be calm. Why? Because I'm trying real hard? No, because I'm looking at the way he said it is. I'm going to agree with him. So I need to put off the old way. So we have to acknowledge there is an old way. We have to acknowledge that the way we are thinking is not the right way. Wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be doing that. Okay, so then what do we do? We put off the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in the attitude of your mind, be renewed, be changed. That you put on the new man which was recreated according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So we need to put on God's thoughts. We need to put on the truth of God's word concerning who we are and what he says about us. This will change our perspective because now we start to see ourselves different in relation to our situation. The situation could be the same. The people, the actors could be the same. You know, in our situation, the circumstances, the dollar signs, the, the doctor report, the comments in a relationship, whatever, can be the same, but how we view it, now we're looking at it according to the new man, according to what God has done through the Lord Jesus Christ. We're looking at it through His truth instead of natural wisdom. And when we look at the situation through that, now there are different possibilities. Because I'm not just a person coming up against this situation. I am a child of God who has God working in me, who has the peace of God resident through the Holy Spirit dwelling in me. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And I can walk differently. I see myself walking differently. I see myself different in relation to the situation. So I see the same input, but I'm not the same person. And therefore, this doesn't get me all worked up like it used to because I know truths that are in the Word of God that I wasn't looking at before. My mind's different, and now it brings peace and it brings calm. It brings a tranquility. Because God, I know God's with me. I know this situation is not forever. I know this situation is temporary, that it's not insurmountable, that it is not unsolvable, that I have a God that is bigger. And so I look at this and say, this will pass. This will go. This will be different. I am not going to be overcome by it. I won't be taken aback by it. I will come over it. And therefore, I'm going to spend this part of my life, these minutes, these hours, being at peace and not wasting them being upset. How does that happen? Because I've started to change what's in my mind to agree with what God said. See, as my mind, my mind is the gateway to my heart. Your brain is processing these words right now. Now, if I were speaking a language that you can't understand, you're not going to get the same impact. You're gonna, it's, 
you could maybe pick up certain things in the spirit, but it's not the same as it coming through and nourishing yourself because you're not understanding what's being said. So the more we understand what God's word says and build that truth, then when it comes through our minds, our, our mind, the more it's filled with God's word, is automatically going to skew toward the word of God. It's not fighting us. Our spirit man may be jumping up and going, yeah, that's right, but your mind's going, shut up, I don't understand this at all, and it just shuts everything down. But the more we start getting that put into our mind, our mind will say, well, I did read something, and your spirit says, yeah, that's true, and we're already swung over to the right side. Now, your flesh is your flesh, and your flesh will always want to do what it wants to do. You just have to take it by the scruff of the neck and make it do what it needs to do. And the more you do that, it, it'll get trained, but it's still going to fight you. Till the day you die. Sorry to tell you that. Your flesh is just doesn't, your flesh did not get born again. My flesh did not get born again. We can renew our mind, our spirit is created after God. It needs to be nourished with the word of God. Thank God.